Welcome to the Launch With Words podcast with your host, Bridget Willard. We're going to talk about all things content, blogging, articles, videos, whatever has words and goes on your website. But first, a word from our sponsor, Zencaster. I use Zencaster because it takes the headache out of producing podcasts. Who has time to edit in GarageBand all day long? I don't. We have a podcast to get to. <laughs> Zencaster is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how or equipment. Hello. It records each guest locally, then uploads crystal clear audio or video tracks right into the dashboard. So you have high quality raw materials to work with that you can download individually. But then my favorite feature, they run the production and transcripts. Hello, SEO. With my promotional code, Zencaster will give you 30% off for three months of their professional plan, the one I use. Plus, the hobbyist accounts are always free. So what have you got to lose? You only have time to gain and an audience to entice with your professionally produced podcast on Zencaster. That's Zencaster, no E-R, because it's not a headache. So what do you have to lose? Not much, just extra audience members. What's the promo code? Launch with words zero. Launch with words zero. No spaces. So go to zen.ai forward slash launch with words zero. That's zen.ai forward slash launch with words zero. Why are you making podcasting hard? Zencaster is the studio producer you always wish you had, but you don't have to take him to lunch and laugh at his jokes. <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for, for um, sponsoring Zencaster. Back to the show. Hey, thanks everyone for tuning in. Season two, episode four with my friend, writer, SEO consultant, and kayaker, Robert Nissenbaum. Welcome to the show, Robert. So um, it might be that you're muted. It happens. Oh, there we it go. Happens. I wasn't it muted happens. a few minutes ago. <laughs> hey, it happens. Uh, you know, it's it. this is technology is not always the easiest thing, but, uh, you know, we live with it. It's, it's working for us, remote working, writing. Um, hey, can you tell a little bit about uh, yourself and what, what motivates you to the audience? Uh, from a writing perspective, I've been writing for 30 some odd years. I've been published forever in some form or another. Um, first real thought as to this being something I was good at was back in college. So would have been like 87 where I first weekend on campus ended up reading something and it's like, Oh no. And sent a quick letter to the editor to the uh, school newspaper was immediately asked to start writing for him. Um, and just kind of went from there. Nice. So, uh, you've been writing a lot, uh, for your clients, um, and small businesses for, you know, a lot, a long enough amount of time that, uh, we probably shouldn't be telling people, <laughs> but it's definitely longer than me. And um, 
What do you think small business owners kind of miss when it comes to content on their website? They're not putting any on it. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, they're just missing it altogether. Um, Concisely put by Robert Isabel. Thanks for watching, everyone. No, for real, like because people talk to me a lot about launch with words and duplicate content. I'm like, you know what's worth the duplicate content? No content. Exactly. Waka waka waka. So, and I think they get worried about having saying the same things over and over again, or having repeated sections on websites. Um, Google doesn't necessarily penalize you for having the same content in multiple places, um, as long as it's all perfectly verbatim. Um, yeah, you know, you're, you're going to be more penalized for not having anything up there. Right. Exactly. Uh, I've done a few experiments with websites, even mine, I haven't written anything in two years and basically it just drops off the face of the earth if you don't. Um, yeah. you know, and even if it's not great content, content alone added on a regular basis will improve ranking. Yeah. So I, I it really is, like I said, it's getting as much content out as you can. I know, even for my blog, and I've been spending more time on this podcast and writing my Launch With Words blog posts that don't go on my website, you know, and I, I my traffic is terrible right now. Well, <laughs> and it, that's exactly what happens. I have high quality articles, but I haven't been giving that cadence. So, like, why is that important? Like, can you explain why it's an important ranking factor? So think about adding content as, um, and I like to look at this from like perspective of a, you know, leading scientist sort of thing, right? Um, if I'm the foremost leading expert in my field and I suddenly disappear off the face of the earth for two years, I don't write anything, I don't publish anything, I don't do anything. Um, do you know if I'm still an expert in what I do? I could be out in a hermit in the middle of the woods and haven't looked at a scientific book for those two years, um, you wouldn't know that I'm still doing research and everything else on the side. And as things change and as, you know, um, data changes and we get new information out there, you have to keep up with this stuff. And if there's no indication that you're keeping up with what you're doing, you're going to fall off rankings because everything is about credibility and authority. And if you're not writing, if you're not putting out information and not demonstrating that, you're not going to rank. Exactly. I mean, I this is how I met you when I was writing for Riggins Construction back in 2009, because uh, the reason why I did is I wanted people to know we were still in business because everybody was shuttering their doors around us after that housing crisis. Um, and, and I, it, you know, when people are looking at your website and uh, they, you haven't published anything, if they even find your website and you haven't published anything, that's kind of a problem. But what about like the validation part? Like, so discovery, discovering that business, the discovery and validation are two sides of the same coin in, in lead generation and word of mouth, right? So when you, you found a, you found a business, right? Because so-and-so Allison told you to, to hire this roofing company, you go to their website and it's not answering any of your questions, well, and that becomes a big thing. It, there's this level of, you know, I have people, it's like, we used to turn around and I remember my mom would just turn around and call up her friends and say, hey, who do you recommend for this? Who do you do for this? Um, and she'd get off the phone and make a phone call to that business. Um, 
even now the same thing on social media, people will recommend three and four and five different businesses, but that doesn't mean anybody's going to simply just call them right away. What I tend to find is that people will do their own due diligence once they have that recommendation. They're going to go over to a website. They're going to look up their social media profiles. They're going to look for something that validates what they've just been told. Great. My best friend told me this and hired this company, but I go to their website and it doesn't look like they've been in business for 10 years. I don't think so. Right? If it doesn't look like they can actually do what I've I'm asking for what my friend recommended them for. I'm going to be leery about hiring them. I've had, you know, roofing companies do the same thing. Well, if they specialize in flat roofs and that's what they're being recommended for, but there's no content on their website showing anything that they know what they're doing about flat roofs or with them, I'm probably not going to hire them. I right. at, least need a, at least give me something that says you understand my problem. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like going to a bank. I remember the first time I went to a Chase branch that didn't look like a bank anymore. I want the tellers. I want the teller windows. I want to see the vault. Otherwise, it looks like a storefront that's for money laundering. Like, if there's a trust <laughs> issue. I, I, want, I never forget. I walked in there. I was like, and there's just people like, you see them at desk, and there's like these little kiosks for ATMs, and I'm just going, is this a bank? Right. And even my credit, my credit union down the street, Credit Human, they don't have tellers like that. They're not all lined up. And I just go like, can I deposit money here? I mean, what is happening? It, there's a trust factor. How important is that? I know it's part of the authority, you know, the e expertise authority trust. I know that's part of Google's thing, but Google's thing is because of human behavior. So can you like talk a little bit how those words on your website contribute to trust in business? Well, that's just it. I mean, Google's entire search rank, I, I really believe is based around how we would search as human beings, you know, old school sort of thing, right? They're trying to duplicate the same thing um, and understand how we think that's where the AI is coming from. That's why they're looking for more long um, long tail keyword phrases as opposed to specific words. We search, we ask questions about, hey, we're looking for this. Um, we don't go up to our friends and say, you know, roofer Chicago, right? <laughs> right? And even if you do, then they're going to ask for more questions. Okay, what do you need? Before I can recommend a roofer to you, I need to know, are you looking at replacing your roof, repairing your roof? Have you had problems before, right? All of these things which go back into your search history. Um, so... Yeah. And as far as the, the trust piece of it, it's just that. I think we get too worked up in that we have, all right, we had all these keywords around there. And I've got here, but I don't have any sense of who you are as individuals. I don't, it doesn't look like you're active. Again, that's going to having old content. Websites can be found, but if they haven't been updated in 10 years, are you still in business? I'm not really right. confident that you are. Um, I'm not seeing new pictures posted anywhere. I'm just, it's just a name. And even what you have on the website, are you simply giving me technical stuff? I need to do this, this, and this, I need to do this. Or are you having a conversation with me? Yeah. And I think that's when we get back to what our business is missing in terms of content, aside from not having any content, the content they have is this all technical bullet pointed list as opposed to talking to their clients or customers. Yeah. Like what the hell is a modified bitumen roof? 
I thought I had a flat roof, right? So, I mean, we had this a big time problem when the pandemic hit. And now all of a sudden, everybody's looking at restaurant websites yep. to see A, if they're open <laughs> and B, if they still have a menu. Like just having updated information yeah. on, is really important. And it's not difficult. I mean, we get, I think people also get hung up with this. Well, it needs to be, you know, X number of words and it needs to be this and it needs to be this. Yeah. In an ideal world, it's mostly long form content. It's well-written. It's properly edited. It's properly formatted. It meets all the little, I mean, for anybody still using Yoast, it meets all the little green dots, right? Yeah. That's what it's like. And people get so worked up. So it doesn't mean any of this. It doesn't matter, right? 300 words, even less sometimes is enough. It may not help rank, but it does help when somebody gets to your website to offer that credibility. Like a fat, like a frequently asked questions. And even if those are updated and I have, it's funny, I have people turn around and just have these list of questions. Why isn't every one of those questions just a simple blog post? Exactly. Can individually be shared. Right? Exactly. And it doesn't take much. It's again, and if you have one blog post that you simply keep updating on a regular basis, it eventually becomes yeah. long form. Exactly. And just speaking of that, like you're saying, sharing. Um, so having links on your website and like taking that fact page and then maybe you even repurposing it as blog posts gives you something to share on social media. How much does social media play into SEO? Like a lot of times business owners don't care about a blog, but they care about SEO. And I'm like, words is SEO. SEO is words. And I use the wrong form on purpose because <laughs> well, it's funnier. <laughs> I, well, I think it gets confusing because everybody hears SEO and thinks Google. Right. When the SEO is search engine optimization and at this point, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, they're all search engines. We are looking What about Alexa and Siri? Exactly. So any bit of content that you put out there will help you be found. It's a matter of where you be found where where you're going to be found. Um, so yeah, anything that you can create that allows you to share content, you may never come up in a Google search, but that doesn't mean you won't be located. Right? If I'm searching yeah. and I find an article on Facebook, great. And again, all those individual articles, especially Twitter articles, get indexed. Yep. So anything you can create that's shareable is is perfect. I mean, and I think at this point, most people don't read full long form articles anyway. No, because you're sitting there watching a movie and you're like, dang, how old is Jerry Seinfeld? And you go, hey, Alexa, how old is Jerry Seinfeld? You just want the answer. Yep. And I, you know, so I think we get this way. So if I can't do these long form articles, I don't have this time. I don't have it. Don't put out anything. Um, yeah. You know, I think half of my articles I've started writing on my personal website have really been just these short little micro blogs. You know, there'll be 300, 400 words. I, it's just a topic I can't really do anymore. It's fine. Yeah. Right. So when a small business owner is like, okay, fine, Bridget. Okay, fine, Robert. I get it. I need to have words. I don't have time for this crap. Uh, I need to hire somebody. How do they find somebody that actually, like we know a writer is not a writer is not a writer. Okay. You don't want somebody who do, who has wrote their thesis for a PhD. That's not writing for the internet. How do these small business owners go about finding a writer? 
Uh, um, you know, other than doing their own search. Yeah. I, I mean, like how, like what's a way to find, like, for example, like I could, you know, Betty could tell me about this roofing company, like you were saying, but if, but if I want it for my commercial property and they don't do that, right. Or vice versa. Like we used to get a lot of people coming to us for uh, apartment communities and we don't do them, you know? So it's like, there's just because it's a roofer or just because it's a nail salon, maybe they don't do dipping. Maybe they only do shellac, right? So, I mean, one of the easiest things is if you're, if you're that serious, just even a basic search. The idea is that as writers, if I can't write something for somebody, if I don't have that skill set, if it's not something I would normally do, I'm going to refer somebody else out. Right. Right. I'm, but I mean, I, I mean, is it, uh, like, what would you suggest would be the phrasing of the search? I guess is the question I'm asking. Okay, if we're going phrasing, as much detail as you can, um, content writer for, and, you know, the type of article you want. It's a technical article. Yeah. It's, um, you know, or even an industry you're in. Yeah, content right? writer for nail salons. Or for sustainable-based businesses or environmental-based. Yeah. Or you know, the more information you can put into that search parameter to pinpoint what you're looking for, the more likely you'll get a close match. And then yeah. anybody at that point, send an email. Right? Once yeah. you reach a contact page, reach out. If it's Again, if it's something they're unable to deliver, they're probably tapped into somebody who could deliver it. Yeah. Content writer. That's a perfect phrase because uh, only copywriters are going to use that to describe themselves. Right. Right. You're not looking for somebody to write your college essays on the down low in a Reddit. <laughs> well, maybe you are, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it exists, but it exists. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, that's funny, but it actually I know people have done that. Yeah. Not me. No. I just have a bachelor's degree. So um, are there any writing tools that you would recommend for small business owners to kind of help them get this stuff right? I mean, I know there's not a lot of grammar Nazis out there and people don't even read on the internet. They scan. But like what are, what are, what are some tools you would, you know, suggest? I, you know, I think the biggest one is just write. Yeah. Right. Don't worry about what it says. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter how organized or whatever it seems to be, just write it. Once it's on paper, it becomes much easier to edit and play with. And, you know, and that doesn't sound right. And we'll actually reword it. Yeah. Even without a whole lot of skill. Um, and the other thing is to, you know, stop using specific words that you always use. Yes. Mm -hmm. Find another word or phrase or a way to say something. So you're mixing that piece of it up. I mean, I've written articles where it's like, okay, don't use certain words or don't use certain letters in the in writing. Right? If you can't write a you know a hundred word paragraph without using the letter A, sort of thing. Right? Yeah, I I was reviewing your tweets just to like get my head back into the Robert Nissabound world, and you hit the two points I was hoping you would hit, which is. If you use your jargon, define it right, and write every day. And I believe it was you who showed me that quote from Ernest Hemingway, write drunk, edit sober, get it out, get it out of your head. 
Yep. It's Grammarly because it'll always help you, right? There's always, once content's out there, you can actually do something with it. It's kind of hard to work with nothing. Right? Yes. So even if a business owner hires a writer, they're going to need some partnership with the business owner, right? And then they have a couple of options. One of them is to hire somebody to write the articles for them or get them core articles that they can work from. Or otherwise, it's to basically do their own brain dump. Yeah. Send anything you have, anything you can think of on the topic, or if you were just writing this, and then send it to me, send it to you, send it to somebody who can actually do something with it then. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great tip. Wow. Thank you for your time. Uh, how can people find you? How do you want to be found on the internet? Um, the, the easiest way to find me, the website is tso.media. Um, okay. And that'll get to my content and writing. Um, personal website that if people are looking for, which is more of my own writing and the kayaking stuff that you brought up is going to be Robert. Or excuse me. Yeah. It's R Nissenbaum, R-N-I-S-S-E-N-B-A-U-M. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm just so excited. You're always full of great ideas and wisdom, practical wisdom, and very concise. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always fun to chat with you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Launch With Words, a podcast by BridgetWiller.com. If you like this podcast, why not go ahead and share it with your friends, small business owners, peers, your brother. (laughs) I really appreciate your attention. If you have any ideas, contact me on my website. Follow me at Bridget M. Willard on Twitter. And I hope to see you on the next episode or the next season.